0: Hello and welcome to The Investment Chat, a monthly podcast brought to you by Climate Hambros. I'm Fahad Kamal, Chief Investment Officer.
1: And I'm Andrew Thompson, Head of Investment Management. Today we're going to take a look at what is dominating markets. Incredibly, we're already halfway through 2023. Plenty has happened, but there's some big issues that we need to focus in on and to see how those are impacting in clients' portfolios. Farhad, great to uh, to talk again. Here we are with the first half of the year now behind us. An awful lot has, uh, has happened, as hopefully we'll be chatting about, but yet three big things that dominated markets in 2022 and caused a fair bit of chaos still appear to be with us. I think in order, those are inflation. We still have, sadly, the war continuing to rage in Ukraine. And also we have, thirdly, global populations are still, to greater or lesser degrees, grappling with a a cost-of-living crisis. Vahed, what do you think is the the dominant issue of the day, and what's your interpretation of it?
0: The months seem to be coming by thick and fast, and you're right. I mean, once again, here we are halfway through the year. But the one thing that's not changed is our entire obsession with inflation, where the current prints are, What is the state of price pressures across the global economy, etc.? So all of that remains very much the same, but there is good news, uh, okay? And clearly equity markets uh, have been reflecting that of late, which is that we are undeniably downtrending everywhere when it comes to headline inflation. Okay, last year the U.S. peaked at almost ten percent. Europe uh, peaked above ten percent, etc. And in both of those major geographies, the U.S. now sees an inflation print of four percent. Europe is is five and a half percent. So clearly, you know, it, it has more than halved across both of those major geographies. The U.K. is a big outlier in that sense, where our inflation remains very obdurate and high. There are some local idiosyncratic reasons for that. Partially, it's got to do with a very tight labour supply in the UK. It also has to do with sterling, which has been very weak over the last year. Uh, And given that we import huge amounts of energy and food, that tends to linger. It also has something to do with with the shape of our mortgage market, which tends to be much more sensitive to rates. But the uk once again is really an outlier the global picture is one where inflation is much more much more under control today than it has been but obviously you know the big caveat is do not go out and and perform a victory dance quite yet a lot of the reason why inflation is lower in much of the world today is simply because We are now a year out from the chaos of the immediate invasion of the Ukraine uh, by Russia. That saw energy prices spike. That saw uh, once again a big uh, spike in, in food prices as well. And a lot of those things have now come out of the calculations. So much of today's uh, lower uh, prices and lower inflation rates are a result of positive base effects. The inflation fight has now actually gone to different fronts. It's gone away from energy and, 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 and food and such things, and it's gone towards services. And here is where, the, where this picture becomes much more tricky. The next leg down of inflation is likely going to prove a lot more difficult than the leg down we've seen so far.
1: And in terms of inflation, I, I fully appreciate it. It, it, it. It's difficult to, certainly, very difficult to declare that the battle is won. Although, as you as you highlight, encouraging progress being made in the United States, and perhaps less comfort seen closer to home here in the in the UK. In terms of potential though changes or opportunities that you see in portfolios, the fixed income part of that? Where are we positioned at the moment and and what potentially might we be looking at?
0: Andrew, in in the world of fixed income, we actually see a much more exciting landscape today than we've had in, in many years. Of course, rates are now much higher. If you are a new investor entering the bond market and have magically been unscathed from the chaos that has been over the last 18 months, You would be very tempted to take advantage of all the higher yields that are on offer. UK government bonds, for example, today are yielding you about four and a half percent. You know, compare that to an average of about zero percent over the last zero percent or so over the last ten years. So clearly, a much more palatable landscape, and we have we have been taking advantage of that. We began the year uh, relatively short duration. We expected that there was still some inflationary pressure in the pipeline. That decision has proven to be a good one thus far this year. And as rates have risen, we, we have not faced the headwinds off that in our bond positioning. However, where we are today, with rates, um, you know, give or take about 70 basis points higher than their, where they were at the start of the year, we do think it's favorable to start increasing our duration to sell some of our bonds on the short end and increasingly go to the long end. Two reasons for this. One is obviously there's, there's much better valuations and more attractive yield from where we've been. The second point is, uh, and this links to the earlier point about inflation, is that we're not really sure where the world goes from here. There is clearly a more optimistic base case, which assumes that we can achieve what's known uh, colloquially as a soft landing, where all of the central bank tightening and all of the increased rates that we've seen in the system doesn't end up causing a recession, and actually all it does is it applies brakes to the economy, slows us down a bit, allows inflation to settle back down to normal, but doesn't do much more harm than that. There's obviously another version of potential events that may occur, and that is where actually all of these rate hikes and the slowdown does more than um, just temper inflation. It actually causes a recession and possibly one that could be very deep. We don't really uh, buy that. We're much more optimistic and do believe that the former case is more likely. Nonetheless, risks are out there and it makes sense to not only take advantage of the higher yields on the longer end of the curve but also in the event some of those risks were to materialize that longer end of the curve is going to be able to protect portfolios more durably
1: than the short end. Fahad thanks very much always great to catch up and I appreciate this is a very tricky time with inflation seemingly proving a more difficult nut to crack. But it's been great to get those those insights on what's happening out there in in the markets, looking at inflation expectations, but also great to get a sense of, of, of how that then uh, feeds through in terms of our portfolios and, and, the, and the decisions that we're, uh, we're taking on clients' behalf. So as always, thank you very much for your, your time again.
0: Thank you for listening to this month's episode of The Investment Chat. We'll be back next month for a regular investment update. So do make sure you join us by clicking the follow button wherever you're listening to this right now. Every new episode will land straight on your device as soon as it's available. Until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye.